Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. His name is John Kerwin. Last name is spelled K-I-R-W-I-N. And back in July 2023, he published a book. The title is The Conspiracy Theorist, A Survival Guide, A Guidebook for Persecuted Truthers. And I interviewed him in August. It was very well received. And also, his book has been in the interim. Today is uh, January 12, 2024. His book is very well received. I think it has 17 five-star reviews. And I keep seeing him pop up on shows that I've been on. I think we were on the higher side chats and about a week apart from each other. So I know that he's been out uh, being interviewed and going uh, talking about this book a lot. I think it's an important book. I think it's timely considering where we're at kind of in the kind of uh, new culture, a new internet culture and people learning and talking about things that may not have been discussed. New information is available. But he reached out to me and said, hey, let's let's go back and do a part two. And I was all on board with that, considering the last one went so well. So we were going to kind of go over some stuff that we may not have talked about in his book and uh, just kind of do, do a retread. I was talking in the pre-show with him and just kind of interesting stories about kind of me being in the uh, alternate media or something like that with new people in the as the alternate media morphs and changes and Don Lemon joins X along with Tucker Carlson and just kind of strange things happening. Like uh, the interview with Kevin Spacey was so odd, but uh, <laughs> where things are going to go in the future, but he's also a flat earther. So maybe we'll have another bait. <laughs> I had two flat earthers on already. Yeah. And for me, that was enough, but this may be a third go. Around. <laughs> and he says, it's obvious that the earth is flat and, to me, it's obvious it's not flat. But anyway, so John Kerwin, welcome back to the show. Great, great intro. Looking forward to it. Uh, great. I have to mention, your voice is like the perfect podcast voice. It's like God gave you that voice, man. It's like so perfect. Uh, well, it's worked out. You're not the first one who's actually said that. Some other people yeah. have said that I had a good voice. Like, uh, mm-hmm. well, I'm not trained. I'm not theatrically trained. I've never taken any speaking classes or any theater or anything like that but i've done a lot of talking and it does get to a rasp so i do have a glass of water but maybe mm-hmm. for people john who have not heard our other show in august maybe you can t- talk about your background and what led you up to publishing the conspiracy theory sure i appreciate the opportunity it's a it's a very common story a lot of us share the same path where we were just kind of doing life and i don't know how but it seems like some some at some point god comes up behind you he like taps you on the shoulder and he goes did you notice that this is fake (laughs) and somehow the veil gets lifted a little bit and you're able to see for me the first thing i saw was that the federal reserve wasn't federal and at the time you know i was a a pattern day trader i was day trading full-time uh so i'm in the financial markets and i just it never dawned on me that this thing was uh, owned by private banks. And, but it was a white building in Washington, and it's called the Federal Reserve. And it, I realized, hey, obviously the congressmen and senators know that this is not a part of the government, but they're sure presenting it that way. And so then you say, well, if that's not true, what else isn't true? And then that's basically your entry point into being a truther or there's terminology issues but basically to just set the tone there's two groups of people in this in this thing for sure one is the group 
that's characterized basically by the fact that they don't know about these things and they don't want to know. They, they basically have shut their mind out off to these, I don't know, they're topics that are outside this, the Oberton window, right? They're outside the norm. And then you have this other group, which are not only now turning over every rock, because you've asked the question, if that's not true, what else isn't true? So you start going on this little journey. And unfortunately, for our relationships, you find that there's pretty much a conspiracy under every rock. And you start picking up speed. And the gap between you and your wife or husband or children or lifelong friends gets wider and wider. Family, family. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And it's just yeah. everybody gets the same. Now, there's a linear range of, of how much pain that you're going to experience. But pretty much the, the reaction is the same. Everybody, everybody gets the same treatment where you're shamed into silence. You're, you, you know, you're t called crazy for considering, even considering these topics. And why don't you just calm down and enjoy life? Well, we can't. Right, it's the red pill, blue pill, right? It's the Matrix, yeah. 1999, it's right there. Yeah, it's all there. And the craziness, too. Like, they, you really do get labeled crazy by the blue pill types. Like, why does this person even care? Why are they thinking about it? Why do they think there's more to these stories? It's really something else. The dynamic, I think, of this separation, like you said, two different groups. is uh, Something that didn't seem to occur as I was growing up. There just seemed to be one group of people where... It was just orthodoxy, orthodox outlooks. These are the, your takes on all this stuff. Something happened yeah, right around the time of the internet too, right? Where mm -hmm. You could actually look into things. So. Well, I mean, think about it. If your loved one, let's say like in my case, I'm dad. My, my family thinks I'm crazy. They literally, my wife had an intervention with the pastor, the assistant pastor. I come home and they're in the sunroom. Hey, what are you guys doing here? John, you need to sit down. <laughs> you know, I found out the moon landing's fake and they think I, my wife is a drug and alcohol addiction counselor and I love her to this moment, but she said I need medication. So they, my kids think I'm a weak-minded boob that has been tricked by Photoshop tricks. And the then moon, I- Moon landing is totally fake. It's been totally fake. There's no well, yeah. Yeah, so then they, they think I was tricked though. And, and then I chose these lies over them. So they're hurt, offended, and they're angry. And then you're, you know, you're diminished. And then what do you do? Because uh, they're unwilling to look, right? Normies don't look. Right. They don't really want to look. Nope. They don't want to look behind the curtain. It's too disturbing. It's like too much of a... But th this is a real revelation I recently had. So if dad actually gets some sort of mental illness... You treat him like, oh, no, dad's got mental illness. How can we comfort him? How can we? We don't get that. No, this this crazy that comes on us is treated with like they found out you were a pedophile. You're 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 um, demonized. You're um, you become a pariah in your home. Pariah, right? Yeah. Wow. That's not cool, man. Like <laughs> that's a heretic. Not... Almost like a crazy heretic. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I call them panicked bullies. That's what they're like. And it's, the other thing is is that they don't think that what you think is important either. That's a Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so glad you said that. 
Well, that's part of the mind control narrative is is to diminish the, the possibility, the importance of it, to dismiss it offhand, right? So the, Aristotle said the mark of an educated man is the ability to consider a matter without embracing it. Thank you, Aristotle. There's a passage in Proverbs 18 that says the same thing. But you don't get that from this group of people, whatever you call them, true, uh, the unconvinced or new normies, you know, is a, t a character or a term for them. They don't come at this like a rational thinking person. There's this vitriolic knee-jerk uh, response that's a, a uncharacteristic uh, of them. It's a programmed response. It's a program. It's a, what do they call it? Conditioned response, right? Oh, so, to the max. Yeah, so it's almost like a Pavlovian thing to some of these people. No question. All right, I got to jump in on the Pavlovian thing. I want you to think about the Pavlov dog experiment for a second. And I want you to think of what you remember. What did Pavlov use? Because he, he did something and he fed him. He did something, he fed him. Right. What was, it was the, the bell or the noise or whatever? Yeah, what was the thing the that he used? A bell? a bell? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, that's what everybody remembers, a bell. But if you look it up, he actually used a metronome. That's a, that's a Mandela effect. That's a known Mandela effect. And we, we might get into that later in the, in the interview. But since you brought it up, I wanted to mention it because that's one of the known Mandela effects that we So the Mandela across. effect meaning it's changed in time? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. In other words, you remember Bell. I remember Bell. And pretty much every thinking, well-read person remembers Bell. He used a bell. Well, if you go look it up for yourself, what did Pavlov use? With, it'll tell you a metronome, which is cockamamie, first of all. How do you use a metronome like that? But that's not the point. The point is that we all have this vivid memory that he used a bell, but he never did. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's, that's what the Mandela effect is like. Anyway, I don't want to go there yet. I, I, like, okay. I like the track we're on. It's okay. Okay. laying a foundation for you know, this whole thing that we, we go through. And uh, like for me, it ended a divorce after 24 years of marriage and four children. And, uh, you know, what I because I'm a content creator, uh, my channels wake up or else on YouTube. And I basically uh, were a Christian fellowship for the truth or community. And what I quickly realized was that my experience of even divorce was not it was common. And I get posts every day where people tell me, oh, yeah, John, my kids don't talk to me at all. Wow. And so this is really common. So it's happening in families. I mean, it happened in my family. I was considered kind of like my dad used to send me these pictures of like a uh, spider on acid. Like he said, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those where like the spider on acid makes a weird web. Like that's oh, yeah. the way he interpreted yeah. me back. 10, 15 years ago or something like that when I was right. reading a lot. I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't really a vociferous kind of hornblower, but I definitely had different ideas. But now it's like, okay, it's actually changed over time, which is he's been exposed to so much different information that I wasn't exposed to that I can see why he has the positions he does. Because he just hasn't done the reading, right? He hasn't gone through the process of... Uh, just like you said, Aristotle, considering something mm. without accepting it as fact. So they, that's another kind of a definition or a component of a, of a 
blue pilled mm-hmm. normie or something like they just don't they don't either don't have the time and a lot of those people are in kind of a kind of a run loop where they have their job and they have a life and they're so busy they don't have the time so that free time is a component of a truther or time set aside to look at this outside of sports or family or job right because you have to have time to kind of catch up because this isn't handled in conventional education it no. should be it should be that's the great mystery that's my most common question why can't they see well they do see but they don't perceive there's a difference it's um, about epistemology it's really a philosophical thing right yes yes there is a sort of a metaphysical component to the uh willingness to accept what is obvious empirical evidence that any of these conspiracies are valid uh but what happens is um well it's a it, it's very complicated it's not one thing that blocks somebody from crossing over right they're basically is a reticular activation center in the brain, which filters out everything that's inconsistent with your paradigm. And so if you decide I'm gonna buy a Honda Accord, then all of a sudden, everywhere you look, you see Honda Accords. People have experienced that. So we're coming up against that, where the idea that let's say NASA and the media are knowingly, planningly lying, and the things are staged to all of humanity, is such a, a high wall for people to jump over that they that, that reticular activation is shut down in that area. So you can sit there and show them one evidence after another, which you think, of course, is going to convince them, and it just seems to bounce off them, and you're just stupefied. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, it is interesting to look back at, like, why, are, why don't these people believe this, you know? Yeah. It is interesting to uh, to kind of go back and go, hey, you know, well, why are people still in this mindset? I, I think it's becoming less common. I do think the kind of uh, normie community is shrinking. I oh, think people, yes. I think people are realizing there's something going on. Like they're starting to wake up. They're, they're well, how can you? Up. How can you not? I mean, it's raining red pills. That you know, they're they're ratcheting up the alien disclosure that that is on like a crescendo they just had this whole incident with the miami mall you know and a a hundred cop cars show up they they cut the power for a four block radius they put a no fly zone over the mall and then there's black helicopters flying around well the the official narrative was sort of mixed also that this was this was five teenagers having a fight but then also the media is also right next to that is giving you the narrative that everybody saw these 10 foot aliens. And it's very odd. Um, the way that they've rolled this out is over thousands of years, right? Because you've got all of the evidence in caves and like you see in the movies, they're basically slowly boiling us to the point where I guess it's more effective if it's not real shocking. So by the time they actually roll it out, then we'll be like, oh, yeah, I already believe that. Right. I think they go through that process of, like, adapting you to these Mm -hmm. facts. So this is one of those rollouts. And this guy, Grush, then goes on. Tucker and Tucker validates this, right? This is one of the biggest guys in the new media. Oh, yeah. He's definitely from the old media. But he's like, I'm really scared about this whole disclosure. There's something going on. 
So he's actually kind of psychologically priming the public for this. And I, I did a really show, like a, one of my most listened show, listened to shows was Decept Deception Through Disclosure with the Collins Brothers. I think people should really listen to that because it's mm. it, the disclosure is the opposite. They're disclosing their deception because they have no evidence. Like it's just all phony baloney stuff. Even this thing in Miami, if you really want to get scared, look at how ornate that is. That thing was done and it was creepy and the, the psychology and the atmospherics were all there. But mm -hmm. there's no evidence. Like, there's no, no footprints or alien gun or anything. It's just like a big ghost story. That's the thing. What the, what you end up seeing is these really um, blurry, hokey-looking supposed videos. But uh, Tucker did a three-part series on the disclosure uh, like a year ago where he was saying, you know, here's declassified documents that the government is saying they're in possession of off-world technology. I mean, it's soft disclosure. Recently, you had two or three very official government people test possession of biologicals from a crash site. Uh, whoops, Am I, are we still on? No, we're still there. We just it just paused for a second. Am I, okay, so so the the senator says. Uh, do you mean you have human remains? And the guy says, no, you know, this is from off-world technology. So they're basically telling us, without them landing on the front lawn, they're telling us there's ETs right now. Right, right. It's incredible. Right, so they're telling us there's ETs with no evidence, right? There's no alien stuff. Like, that's the whole thing is, like, you right. supposedly have alien technology. Well, show it to me. Right. Where's the, where's the obvious proof? Like, I'll believe it. Not yet. I do. I mean, Project Bluebeam is a real thing. And, and what I see coming is the, is the Hegelian dialect in full bloom, where they're going to create such a panic with an alien disclosure and create chaos alongside of that, where the aliens come as our saviors and bring this, the, the med beds and zero point energy, cures for all kinds of diseases, all this technology. And that will be the turning point in society when they can really, the noose is tightening, but they're going to just yank it hmm. and they'll have total control. Yeah, it's incredible because this guy rushes in front of uh, the House of Reps and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. right? so they've rolled that guy out totally. like, at the right time. And I think that the Collins brothers uh, came to the conclusion that the ruling class in the U.S. is losing its grip on its people. Like, people are just really pissed. So they have to come out with something else to distract them. And their solution was going to be alien disclosure in World War III. That's really... That's mm -hmm. I just don't see our, our structure, the power structure, continuing for another decade. I mean, the way things are now, the instability, like with Biden, they're, they're openly talking about impeaching him and he's a crook. And, and his uh, Hunter just stormed out of the Senate hearing. Uh, you know, they're sacrificial lambs, maybe. But I'm seeing things I've never seen in my lifetime in the political realm. No, I haven't. Me too. So how does this, you know, unless there's, there has to be some sort of tipping a point event in the, like this year or next year where, you know, we either have a white hat, black hat scenario play out, you know, with the Trump 
is in control of the military hall thing and there's real arrests in public, perp walks or not. Um, and then all of the different, right. what's that? I think you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I think people are that angry. They want to see people arrested. Like they're obvious criminals. Like Biden is a criminal crime family. Yeah. There's no yeah. question about it. There's uh, enough uh, evidence out there. And I mean, it shows you like how corrupt the legal system is as a lawyer. Like Merrick Garland is just sitting on so much evidence. The same as so is Ray. The FBI is just off the charts. Like I would quit. If they're smart, they'd quit right away because they're just accruing to themselves more and more. Uh, negligent administration and things like that. There's all kind of maladministration type of charges or something like that that can be brought against them if they're ever really exposed in research. Like, they're exposing it. They're in trouble. They're all yes. in trouble. The entire Biden administration's in trouble. I think a lot of us are just so frustrated and feel so powerless, though, because you see these things that any normal person would be like, oh, they're going to jail. You know, like they find a, a server in Hillary's basement and they prove that there was classified info and nothing ever happens to her. And that, you know, that kind of thing happens over and over. And you start being like, we're going to call for hearings. OK, yeah, all right. I call for somebody to call for somebody to call for hearings. How about that? And at a certain point, you just become apathetic to it all. But. Well, and again, the problem is the apathy allows them for to do more and more criminality. So you just see off the charts criminality going on in this administration. Open borders, nothing was done about the rollout, shot rollout, right? Um, stealing, the misappropriation of funds is off the charts. Vote fraud, that's what's that's what it's led up to. So it's actually spiraling out of control. It's actually not in some kind of stable. It's getting worse and worse and worse. It's really in your face. Uh, no question. The so, country cannot survive like that. I, I'm not naive. So what happens in my community, like if I try to bring any type of hope, uh, I'm branded as naive. Oh, John doesn't know anything. You know, he, I call it everybody's a shill. The, everybody's a shill idea, I think, is, a, is an attempt to co-op uh, patriots and truthers into becoming docile because you begin to think everybody's a shill, what's the use? So, for instance, you and I discussed in the pre-show about censorship. They wouldn't be censoring us, William, if what we were doing wasn't having an impact. So people do make a difference. And I understand the higher up you go in the power structure, you know, the, the, the more impossibility that there is that anybody could have a soul, right? But if you take Trump as an example, there's always five or six levels of truth behind everything you're watching on the TV. And what I, I've heard many people try to say Trump's a shill. And so what that means is all of the things that were thrown at him would have to all be staged. So they're all on the same team. And all of those attacks, you know, the two impeachments, uh, you know, you got the list, you know, all the right. things. Yeah. I mean, he's been what, persecuted and is still being persecuted right. since he won back in 20, well, 2016, right? Right. So tell me if this doesn't make more sense. It's more rational. Instead of he's a shill, he's actually part of a different uh, faction within the deep state. So you have the mafia, the Russian mob. You've got the Chinese deep state. You have the 
Rockefeller, Bush, Clinton, Obama dynasty. Uh, you have the P3 Masons, the White Dragons. And, and so within these different globalist factions, they're vying for position. They're not all singing Kumbaya. Not all of them are completely anti-human, where they want to annihilate everybody down to 500 million, like the Georgia Guidestones say. Instead, they just want everybody to you know, prosper, but they want to rule over it. And so Trump very may well be, I don't really know, <clears throat> he may be you know, his own little power structure that's actually patriotic. And he's, you know, he does have the military backing him. And according to Benjamin Fulford, he was going to get assassinated after they stole the election. So the military took him out to a, a military base in Greenland or somewhere where he is now. And the Trump that you see is actually a body double. And he does look actually different. He's got like mm -hmm. white under his eyes, his little bigger head. Uh, the Biden that you see now is not the Biden that served in the as a um, he's got a mask on and he looks totally different. It's so weird. There's definitely a double. I have, yeah. I have video of the double and I'm like 50 50 that that guy is fake. Right. There's something weird is going on. They're either pulling somebody out and replacing him. And even a very telling thing from a total idiot. Her name is Kamala Harris. She was asked if. Um, <laughs> if Biden was going to run again, and her response was, he's alive and he's running, which is like a weird tell. Like, why would she even say he's alive? He's, <laughs> he should be obviously alive. So she's like blurting out something like they want to keep that idea alive in the public, that they know he's dead. Like, she wouldn't say that. Somebody who is, and she, they, like, people who aren't that smart, that's something they would say, right? And she's yeah. one of them. My like, guess is. It's very it, strange, yeah. Michael Obama is going to be the Democratic candidate if there are elections. If they actually, if the power structure is still in place, it's intact by the time the elections come, I think they'll run Michael. Michael Obama. Yeah, something weird's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I think, uh, maybe that's why they ran uh biden in the first place back in 2020 as they know he was non-compos mentis right <laughs> so they could just run they knew they could run the administration and have a dumbass just kind of dust him off and put him in diapers and get him out there to certain events and they could do whatever they want so that then we could steal the election i think that's what they were thinking and so they could just, just like the people behind the scenes are clearly the one running it it's not kamala harris she's a total two-digit iq both it's not it's not yeah i don't think biden was that smart or really that popular if you remember the 2020 primaries these guys didn't do very well i think kamala harris dropped out like she couldn't get any support and then she becomes vice president it doesn't make any sense like the whole thing is such a fake obvious fake bunch of baloney it's totally stupid somebody like tries to convince me online like oh yeah it's a free and fair election that's just a freaking troll that's just like a some kind of Orwellian phrase you just repeat over and over and you make your lie true. It's obviously fake. Stolen Isn't that fake? And that's yeah, probably, two, yeah. So anyway, 2000 mules. Yeah, um, 2000 mules. Dude, the ballot, the ballots just showed up late at night in the hundreds of thousands. Fake ballots, fake names, just almost every level of fraud. The right. We watched, well, all of my life, the elections had a shutoff point, you know, it went to 10 o'clock or 11. And then it was done. Well, all of a sudden now they Oh, we're going to extend it through the night. And I'm watching and Trump is winning. And then all of a sudden, 
this hockey stick. Boom! Now it's Biden. I mean, if you can't put two things together with that, then you're not, you can't even fog them here. And it's just really sick. That's how sick these, these thieves of the country are, is that they're like perpetrating this lie and then putting people in jail. We're trying to tell the truth. That's the whole thing. Wow. So it's like, it, yeah, it's really bad. Like, I mean, it's, these are horrible people. They, they live here with us. So, I mean, they have people underestimate people's evil and capacity for monstrosity. And uh, they're dumb because it's happening you, right in front of you. Do you know the, the Jan 6 people are not only still in prison, and there's hundreds of them, over 500. Uh, they're in solitary. Um Joe Biggs got 16 years. He didn't even go in the White House, but he's a, he's an activist. And and not only that, but they I saw one head of FBI leader state that all of the details have been pulled off of any type of work trying to fight terrorism or whatever. And instead, wow. what they're doing is they are following anybody who flew into the the uh yeah, washington PT. area yeah wow following them around in their towns and if they get on a plane they get on i mean this is huge resources being allocated to what to just people that went to participate in a peaceful gathering at the at their no yeah, it's, it's, it's really end sick. of the republic well yeah it's really sick that's why a lot of people have begun to take up the Amer the legal education movement and begin to learn what how the legal system actually works and what your what your rights are not as a 14th amendment slave class citizen but as a free american state national there are two civil designations that you can occupy and that's something I've been very active in for years and then, uh, you know, became very active in the last t two years to begin to extricate ourselves from this corrupt system. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that all of the, con uh, the city that you live in, the county, the state, your police department, the court system, everybody w from the DA all the way down to the dog catcher has a Dun & Bradstreet number. All the governments are corporations. They're privately held for-profit businesses, which is a breathtaking revelation because what that means is that, um, you know, if I'm pulled over, let's say, by law enforcement because I didn't use my blinker, that that person standing there with the uniform is an employee of a privately held for-profit business, period. So what right does he have to tell me to do anything? Let's be honest and just ask that question. Well, first of all, he's not God. He's not my daddy and I'm not his property. 13th Amendment abolished slavery. So the only thing left is I have a contract with this person's company. That means I'm employed by the same company he's employed with. And so what the legal education movement t teaches you to do is how to go quit the company. You send an affidavit to a Blinken and Washington and you say I quit. I'm no longer one of your employees. That's 8 USC 1401, a person born in the United States subject to the jurisdiction. What I am is 8 USC 1101A21, which is a person owing permanent allegiance to a state. And these are all verified that this is an option through different Supreme Court cases that there's two different designations.
and you remain in the first one by your choice. Once you decide, I, I, you say, I object, I, I, I no longer consent to the fraud that you presumed over me when I was born. I'm going to go by over here. And they had to create the over here one so they can't be hung for treason. But it's up to the person to say, I'm fed up. The entire tax scheme is, is fraud. And in contract law, whenever fraud is discovered within a contract, it voids that contract right. all the way back to the beginning. Right. So this is really exciting. It initiates everything, yeah. It totally does. Yeah. But I mean, how, how effective, like you have this idea, but will the courts actually honor Yes. Yes. It's a great question. We call that remedy. And so within this movement, <clears throat> what I what I saw and I still see is there are things that are true, but they don't work. So, you know, you can rant and rave that the gold fringe around the flag means, you know, that we're under admiralty law, but it doesn't necessarily get you out of your speeding ticket or whatever. No, no. The whole so, admiralty like law, the basis of the Constitution is total. It's, it's a farce. I wouldn't have. You, you will still have to pay your taxes and your speed ticket. Well, there, there is, there is a, uh, within the IRS code, there is a, an option to repudiate, uh, a revoke, a revocation election. And you can become a legal non-taxpayer, non-person, non-citizen is the terminology non-citizen right so but then if you take yourself out of that and you're a non-citizen you don't get any of the benefits of citizen right uh now. i'm sorry no it's not non-citizen that's not right it's non i can't remember now i apologize but no we still are citizens of the united states of america the republic version there's actually two of everything so there's two William Ramsey's. There's the living man, and then there's the corporate fiction version. Because they take your name, they steal your name, and then they create a corporation using your name, and then they use you as surety for a million dollar loan when you're born. And then they invest that over the course of your lifetime, and it's it's in a Sesta QB trust. That's for sure. Where's, where's the proof of that, that that happened? Where's the proof oh, you, that somebody took a loan out in my name and my name as a corporation and used that as a loan? Oh, there's there's lots of ways you can verify that. I can show you how to look up your trust uh, on fidelity.com. And there's folks who have done it. Uh, there's folks who have the, the, the transcripts from federal trials that explain all of it. And there's other I'd ways like to, to verify it. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Um, but they basically they presume over you at, the, at birth the, the doctrine of parents patre, which is the government is your parent. And, you know, an orphanage is an example of that, which is a you know, loving thing. But they basically then take that and enslave us and make you a tax slave, which they don't need to do that to make you a tax slave. I can assure you they can just give you a Social Security number and say pay taxes every year or you're going to jail right incur the penalty so they don't need all this kind of latin <clears throat> you know curious labyrinthine legal stuff they do it anyway so they do it to people who you know aren't even born in the u.s people who are naturalized citizens 
Right, so income is based on anyone that's involved in a trade or, or trade or business, which is defined as someone that has is an elected official. So a trade or business is the basis of paying income tax and apportioned income tax. And that definition in the code is that in order to be involved in a trade or business, you have to be an elected official. So if you're not an elected official, that means you're not involved in a trade or business, which means you don't have taxable income. And that's the basis of it. OK, and so you're saying you're suggesting and saying all these things. Are you doing these things yourself? Yes. OK, so when was the last time you paid taxes? Uh, this year was the first year. Okay. You better watch so we'll out because they, they those uh, those views may not be. There's been a history of people like tax protesters and people who've said they not pay taxes and it has not ended well for them. Well, no, whatever it, their legal, their legal. I'm, I'm very uh, aware of that. Uh, however, however, I have personally spoke with probably 15 to 20 people at this point who in different seminars and things who haven't paid taxes in 15 or 20 years and they're not okay. well, going to jail or anything. So it's not for the timid. It's very complicated, but um, Right. But I mean, the thing is, is that I've seen a lot of people kind of make up their own legal, you know, uh, rationale, rationales or logic. And it's not consistent with what is practiced, not taught and practiced in the legal community in the United States. And so that's always ended up has ended them up in trouble and possibly jail and, and exposure and fines and things like that. Right. But we're, my, my response to that, I understand what you're saying, is that they're going to tax you to death anyway, because at this point, the IRS has been so weaponized against everyone. You know, they're now as of this year, they, there's now a $600 limit or minimum reporting requirement. So, you know, and they're going to come and seize more and more under assets, you know, anyone with an LLC now has to register. It's just until the people realize that these things are, the whole thing is fraud and begin to rise up, then they're eventually going to take you anyway. So I would just recommend to the listeners, be very careful of some of these, uh, these tax situations because it can land you in real trouble. And I yeah. think that really the real way to lower taxes is to take the power back and make it like what Washington said, who was the founder of this country, largely the first president, which is the best government that governs least governs best is the smallest government. So maybe mm -hmm. a smaller government and less taxes would be more of advantageous to the precepts of liberty than what we have now, which is just out of the, I mean, you have these massive, just, we talked about the FBI, like you have this organization that I think they're giving $500 billion. Like, I think they're, their budget is huge. It's off the charts. Like, why does it need to be so big? You know, yeah. you're giving all these people power over you. It's crazy. We've seen just the abuse and misuse. And I mean, this one guy, I think it was Representative Higgins, came out and said there were 200 FBI agents in that whole J6 situation that the <laughs> FBI has not divulged to Congress or the public. Like, that's a huge amount of Asian provocateur, provocateurs. And that guy Epps just got a slap on the wrist. And everybody else went to jail for 20 years, but he's telling people to go in there on record. Like, I can get the video sure. right now. And he's saying, go into the office. He should have been in jail for 20 years. He should have gotten a 20-year sentence. Right. 
So, I, so the, the people who say the system is rigged and not fair, they got something there. Like it's 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 outrageous. It's totally outrageous. I saw the top ten zip codes for per capita earning in the U.S. Um, eight of them, or nine of them, I think, were in and around Washington D.C. That's the nine zip codes in and around Washington are where they have the highest per capita earnings. And the other one was Silicon Valley. <laughs> so what does that tell you? All the money gets siphoned into Washington. It's just like a vampire squid yeah. sucking all the money out of us into these, you know, uh, contractors and, they, and everything. Oh, so just, two million yeah. employees. I think it's two million people now are employed either directly or indirectly by the U.S. government. It's crazy. Two million. It's, to, it's just an incredible blood-sucking tick on the American people. Like, for for what? Like, what do you get mm -hmm. out of it? What do you get back? Foreign wars. I mean, the, the whole defense budget is probably just a quarter graft, just fraud or kickbacks. Like, you don't even know. Like, I mean, Rumsfeld came out in 2001 and said we cannot account for $2.3 trillion huh? in receipts. Like, that's a huge number. Like, imagine what they could have done with that. So where is that going? Like, that's 22 years ago. Yep. No oversight. It's just so bad. Man, the situation is so bad. So, to be yeah. a conspiracy theorist, maybe like a, and that, you know, some of the nomen the terms that we use to describe our outlook may not even be accurate. Like, it's just somebody who knows more. A conspiracy theorist could be synonymous with somebody who's just done their research. So, they're not really even a theorist. They just no. know how bad it is. They've seen, they've seen through the propaganda. They've gone back through the curtain and the, in the, you know, land of Oz, and they've just seen the mechanics of how corrupt it right. is and how bad it is for most people. And how people, the really a, a small amount of people are the beneficiaries. Just like you said, the people in D.C., while everybody else is being ground down and, and replaced and drugged out and lied to over and over again. Yeah, the only difference between the truth and a the conspiracy theory is about six months or a year. Right, right. And it's accelerating for sure. The, the, the velvet glove of tyranny has come off. They're not even yeah. trying to hide it anymore. You know, the decorum is going out the window. And, you know, the American people are going to have to make a decision. It's sort of like the gray area has gone away. It's no longer Democrat or Republican. You know, it's good and evil. Yeah, it's good and evil. Right? I mean, yeah. the, the oh, border, the border situation. Totally they're allowing, like, I mean, it's not even the border that they're replacing people. And giving five thousand dollars of our tax dollars to people who've never paid in right. to live, but there's like massive sex trafficking and probably organ trafficking that we don't even know of. Ooh, and in it's Ukraine too. Bad so, juju. And California just decided to give um, health insurance to all the illegals, and they're gonna they're gonna let them vote. They're going to. They're actually there's states that are now allowing illegal immigrants to be police officers. Yeah, it's totally crazy. We've so, just gone off the rails. It's off the rails now. It's totally illegal. Like, it's not even legal. California, probably the last free and fair election here for the state is probably 20, 20 or 30 years ago. I think they've all been fixing it here in California for, you know, decades. And so it's it's the tyrannies there. If you don't have, if you, then that's how these people can make these terrible decisions because they know they're just going to rip off the next election, right? So why are we voting? Like, it's over. People, I think it's just at the point that we're Americans in 2024. They just have to admit that they're in a tyrannical government and your vote doesn't matter. And these people are criminals because if they can't win by free and fair elections, that's a criminal, right? 
Like just well, admit they're criminals. Th this, I mean, your audience and you are probably are perfect for this conversation right at this point. Is that is this the idea of the black hat, white hat narrative? You want to try to unpack that a little bit because I think it's sure. very relevant. It's, it's All right, so I've been watching the the white hat narrative, and and I'll name folks that are ahead of this. this is General Flynn, uh, X twenty two report, Charles uh, Charlie Ward. Uh, Mel K, and Simon Parks, Juan Osaban, Benjamin Fulford, uh, they're, they're what I call the good news truthers. Okay, you know, well, not, that's, your, that's your list. I would not call, and it's a lot of those people, not my good news truthers. I don't even think that, uh, what's-his-face is reciting Blavatsky and... You know, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm okay, not endorsing them. Okay. I'm not endorsing them. What I'm saying I'm is that they, their narrative is yeah, you know, one a plant dude i'm sorry in my opinion yeah yeah that that's guy is fake and well that's what i'm saying said, he said trump is going to come back yeah. trump is not going to win this election won't overturn and then it's been four years like nothing happened so. right so i'm like again i'm not i'm not advocating that there there is a white hat reality i'm just saying there is a narrative there the whole q thing is a narrative there's a narrative right okay True. so what I've done, and, and you know, I'm super skeptical of, of, uh, of that coming to pass. However, I'm a truther. So what I'm looking at is, is there any validity to their claims? And as they would make claims, I would, I would go and look at it, uh, and, the, and it was in the data sphere. So all I'm saying, first of all, is that there is some validity to the claims of this white hat narrative. So for instance, Biden, as far as I can tell, did show up to his inauguration in a charter jet, not Air Force One. And then there were people in the inauguration that appeared in two different color pairs of shoes, or same color pair, but in another section of the inauguration, they had a different color pair of shoes. And then it was in the mainstream media that the military did not give him the codes to the nuclear football. So those were like white hat, uh talking points see yeah this is all propaganda dude okay yeah sorry okay it's propaganda it's not true but it's there it's there and we have to it's as there. truthers we have to evaluate uh what is really going on and so all i'm saying is this their narrative is this that the you know Trump and the military are in, still in control, and they're allowing these people to play this out in the public arena to show everybody how evil they are, so they can get a consensus of about seventy percent to where then when the military steps in, history will be kind to them. It won't look like a coup because everybody will agree this had to happen. That's the narrative. Now, all, all I'm saying is we're going to find out soon enough, right? Probably this year. Because the dark side is either going to completely clamp down on us and have the New World Order in full swing, or, you know, outside chance, this whole thing has legs and we start watching perp walks. Because that's the only thing I can see as it playing out for real. And Trump coming back, you know, whatever. But, you know, none of us believe it. Yeah, John, none they can't let him back into office. They're already no. saying it right now. 
Like all the people who stole the election are saying we cannot let him back into office for whatever reason. So you see Pelosi are all, all on TV saying this is an existential threat. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're saying like, like assassination, like whatever it is, what he represents to them is their end. So like they know that something has to happen. They have to gear up the steel or yep. get rid of Trump because there's really, I mean, that's how sad kind of our political situation is, is that if Trump goes, you have a whole different suite of kind of people that on the right, I guess you could say that, that uh, can't hold a, you know, hold his, his chalk straps, so to speak. Right. It's just not that great. Like, Ramaswamy or whatever his name is, is yeah. really very well spoken. But that very. guy's a plant too. Like he's he's got supporters. But uh yeah. Like who's really gonna run the country? And, and I mean we just don't have we have a lack of leadership. And they didn't have that when this country started. They had a repository of guys who could who could do it over and yes. over again, right? And then so and a different mentality too. Like they were noblesse oblige and they were well educated. A lot of these guys, I mean, Biden and Kamala Harris is a total idiot. But like they had, I mean, you could go from Washington to Jefferson Adams, um, and these guys were, incre- I mean, incredible characters and figures, which is kind of the foundation of this country where it's just declined. So, what's so your we're take? In bad, we're in bad shape. Now. I'm very curious. What is your take on Trump? What do you think about him? That's a good question. I think he was probably blackmailed by Epstein. I think the new document release was there, so I think they, somebody always had a thumb on him. Um, and they lied about it. Like he's not in the dark. They were really sure to get that kind of point out into the public. But I think that, uh, they were all blackmailed. Uh, but I think, I think that he was a good administrator. Like he actually kind of ran the country, tried to do the right thing. And he didn't Mm -hmm. have that kind of like two faced flim flam where you got one agenda, but then you're hiding some kind of benefit to yourself. He obviously isn't a really a great criminal. And all, a lot of the stuff in the calumny they've lodged against him, against him is all fake, the Russian narrative and all this stuff. Right. What they're doing now is fake. The undervaluing, the obvious undervaluing of Mar-a-Lago is just a case in point. Like, oh, he's engaged in fraud. It's $25 million. That place is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Objectively, yeah. you can just go on Zillow and look at the comps, the comparative, uh, comparative houses or comparable houses near Mar-a-Lago, and you know that thing is worth more. So this kind of like political attacks are terrible for the country. Like they're going to break down the rule of law. And whenever the rule of law breaks down in any country, it's a disaster because people will want law and order. But Trump himself, uh, I think he was naive. He kind of came into Washington as as this kind of charismatic, well-spoken guy. But he didn't know he's walking right into like a nest of vipers, like, thousands of vipers everywhere <laughs> everywhere yeah. they're all vipers that's the whole thing is like there's no there's very good, there's like no good people in washington so he's dealing with vipers at the fbi cia yep cdc they're just all the scum of creation like they just all, they got onto those positions of power because they're horrible people and so uh, he didn't <laughs> quite get that but now i, I think mean- he understands i think the mask is kind of off for him We all got off the Trump train when he doubled down on the vax, but do you think that he was actually a genuine agent of change with a man with a soul that wanted to better the country, or was that all a show? Was he just shill from the beginning? No, I mean, by their just like the biblical standard, by their their acts ye shall know them, right? So he actually did take actions to benefit people. People made more money. 
he crossed racial boundaries. Like he was actually really pro kind of yeah. uh, crossing the, the African-American boundary. Like that's very progressive. Like that's an a- aspect of his real character. Like he really had the black vote, which is really strange. Mm-hmm. And I think he still has it to this day. Like that's a, not supposed to be a Republican trait. So I think that that was positive. Um, his financial but was, it, was he? Was the I border mean, was positive. Like having criminals running around your country is not a good idea. And I think that he acknowledged that. And then he also like kept people Muslims who were never going to get along with non-Muslims, uh, kept them out. Like that's just that's just it's a sad truth, but it's reality. Like there, everybody else is an infidel. So I think, and then also he kept us out of war. Like so, he wasn't spending money on these needless wars. Ukraine was an abomination. It never should have started. It was started right. by Obama and these other bombs. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and, no, and, and I these, mean, the, yeah. so I would say that by your, by his acts, I mean, his personality is another issue. I think he's actually kind of insecure. Yeah. I think that that's why he compensates. He kind of overcompensates in certain ways with this kind of self-importance huh. or things like that. But um, I think as far as if you just like, excise his personality and whatever his traits are which don't do him a lot may not do him as much benefit um and his actual practical application like we are sober and looking at things objectively not by some fevered left-wing lunatic which is uh redundant in a lot of ways uh but he actually did a good job yeah i think so keeping us out of war is actually really positive right because all the way down to like you and i who are being censored different ways if you pose any type of threat or resistance to this this power structure you're attacked so my my opinion is he was attacked for real it was a genuine attack so no doubt doubt. all right so then so then his so then the claim he's a shill to me is superficial it's it's very i'm limited to bandy that term around right looking for the shill is kind of like a fool's errand to me i think looking for you really want to look for somebody who's uh has practical application of their ideas in the real world that benefit the most people that's really what you're looking about and so all these talkers like wano savin a great talker yeah look at what look at what he said and what came out like that guy all the stuff he said was i mean to my opinion nonsense no, like, and, and hasn't that. happened it's just a fantasy land it's a fantasy narrative then why is somebody yeah. doing something like that in the public commons right that's right. what the next level of thinking that's the question that should be asked yes so and there's a lot of people like that out there there's a lot i mean so i think that he was talking to i don't somebody wasn't he talking to the guy who had like had intercourse with aliens and stuff like that that was one of his buddies mm-hmm. some kind of like yeah so like that's that a red flag. A no-go. Hell yeah, it's like a freaking <laughs> red flag the size of the freaking universe. Like, give me well, a I think break. there's there's like degrees of shieldum too. So like you know, let's say Trump comes in and he's he's like our knight in sliming armor. I mean, God raised up uh, uh, Cyrus. He was a wicked ruler, but the Bible's clear that God raised him up to deliver the people, children of Israel. So God, let's not forget God in this, right? So God okay. could have raised up Trump even though he's a knight in sliming armor to you know break us free from all this tyranny that's a feasible scenario and however he could have come in fresh and clean but then gotten bribed or blackmailed 
right in the process so he wasn't really a shill but he is compromised that's another compromised. scenario right i think so i think that the the Mossad and the intel operation to compromise people is legion like i think like yeah. they try to compromise and put a finger on everybody i don't think there's somebody who's left out no they just go for higher targets and just move their way down and i, I listened to a really interesting interview on the sgt report with dave jonda was on there Wanda mm-hmm. Jamba, I forgot his last name, John Jonda. But he said that he was in DC in 1980, and people were telling him, Look, Dave, don't go to these after parties. Don't go to these things. That what's going to happen is somebody's going to try to get you to stay or drug you. Yep. They will try to get some compromise on you. And yep. then he was talking to them, and then he said, How many people in DC do you think are compromised? And the guy he was talking to said, 90 to 95%. Absolutely. And I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. I think the nation under blackmail. That was, uh, what's the author's name? Oh, anyway, the book that just came out, I think it's real. I think they were just trying to blackmail anybody under, like, uh, with Maxwell. And and it's still happening to this day, Epstein. I bet that a lot of this weird stuff that is going on in the Middle East is influenced by the Epstein blackmail operation. I think so. I think it's still out there. Yes, I heard some whistleblowers very high up in the power structure say that basically they only appoint pedophiles so right. they want something on you that's the only thing they have yeah. these days. they don't a gay used to be um a career killer so now yes. all it is is pedophilia like, yes what's that Those two guys having sex in the senate office or whatever like right. they did one guy just lost his job and i don't know who i don't know what happened to the other person but like yeah it's only pedophilia it's only pedophilia and yeah, so I think in the context of Trump and the current things that are going on, I think that that blackmail or putting a thumb, they, it's incredible. Like the stuff that I've gone, I'm not even that big, but I've seen the, a lot of people like they went after Brand and Rogan. Yes. But like somebody went through all of my, my whole suite of uh, shows catalog, 1100, and I've been called every name in the book. Like they really want to put their thumb on me. It's mm-hmm. really sad. Like it's really incredible. So. That's real. Like, it's real. And I think that within the community, within time, like, the government will have a... It's almost like if you're in a Philip K. Dick book where they will have a full electronic dossier of all people. They will have an electronic dossier from birth to... Like, you talk about this stuff, a billion-million-dollar loan once you're born. They will have an electronic dossier and know everything about you and write a psychological profile on... If you're a person of import... The government will write a psych- psychological profile on you and try to figure you out and how you can be manipulated, whatever it is. And I, I'm almost positive they, the government of the United States has written a, or like put together a psychological profile on me. It's oh great. yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and that's really, I think, one of the things I found in my research for the book was that people, when they start to discover these hidden agendas that are just so massive the, the the logistics of it makes it seem impossible but you can't deny the evidence right so what happens is is people run headlong into destiny so destiny is not your plans so you you have a plan you have your hands on the steering wheel of your life but destiny comes and overrides that and says well there's this other plan to now go from living on a cruise ship to living on a battleship. So you you say basically enlist in the cause 
um, becoming a citizen journalist and an activist because you uh, suddenly are struck with a sense of urgency and you're motivated by um, self-preservation, which is not on the radar of the normie or the unconvinced person. They're, they're more focused on landscaping, bowling, and you know, money, you know, right. pursuing a career, because they have no sense of being in the end times or right. tyranny is it's imminent. It's like the days of Noah, you know, they, they're going yeah. through. It's a really a biblical kind of epistemology. It's like they're giving, going and giving in marriage and they're involved in all kinds of carnal pleasures, not even aware of like the bigger picture at all. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that passage is actually the direct response to this question. The disciples said, Lord, what will it be like in the last days? And now listen to the response. Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They'll be eating and drinking and given in marriage right up until the time the flood came. So I call that the normie scripture. In other words, we experience this they're recalcitrant. They're, they're like, they're bewitched. They, they don't look. They're like the British guards. Hey, you try to get them to look and they won't look. So what Jesus said is, yeah, they're going to be just doing life right up until the time they get into the COVID camp and they got a boot on their neck. That's when they're going to wake up. But before then, for the most folk, most folks aren't going aren't gonna to snap out of it. it. How many no. people do you think like snapped out of it after this whole COVID event? How, how you know, people? that is a great question. I noticed a big uptick with that one. In other words, other things come and go. They just go in one ear out the other. But that one really woke up a lot of people because it was kinetic. You know, it was it was under your skin and people were, you know, taking this thing and then two days later dropping dead. Right. And the people were getting the correlation. Did you see the the guy in New Zealand come uh, come out yeah. the whistleblower? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they got him right away. He's is he's still in jail, right? Oh, you know, he yeah. said he made that choice though. He said, "I'm yeah. I, I'm going to keep my soul." What was so profound about that is New Zealand's a small country, so yeah, five million people. That's it. There was only one guy because they were very high tech, and they had one guy over the entire COVID rollout for the whole country. So he had access to the following data, okay? Which batch came, came in and went out? So he was able to match each batch with specific people. And then the key, the key metric is how many of those then died in what time frame? And the number was like 20% within a month. And the, and the virologists, top virologists say that, you know, the total death rate is over three to five years. So if you see 20% in a month to certain batches, then that's mind blowing. I mean, uh, so his data was the vindication for the truther. Truthers have his been warning. Some of it, yeah. But I mean, I think that the, the total gross mortality that's grown up through the actuarial things is also validating because it's, it's correlated with the out with the rollout of the of the shot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's no question about it. Like, and it happened country after country after country. So you can see the, the big role. One of the most stark ones is the uh, one in India, because Modi was like, hey, we got to get this done. Mm -hmm. And it rolled out all of a sudden just huge spikes. In death. Huge. And the problem is the estimates are two plus billion people, closer to three billion, have taken at least one. 
and according to the top virologists, the the uh, mortality rate over three to five years is going to be very high. So what happens if two billion people die in the next three years to society? I mean, the societal the whole collapse. society breaks down. Hey, if the society loses ten percent of its population, it yeah. collapses. Like that's what happens because the whole everything contracts. So all right. the expenditures and everything have to be totally adjusted. Most of these societies are based upon stability or if yep. not growth. So the contraction of and we're not even accounting for sterilization or the inability to have children. Oh my which gosh! Is another issue. So mortality is going to go up. Childbirth goes down. The the you're you're looking at a, people have to understand this. The next ten years are going to we're going to devolve in certain countries and certain states into fourth what I call fourth world. It's worse than the third world. Oh, it's fourth world. Max. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's worse. It's I'm not kidding. Where you have zero trust government, you have zero trust people who don't trust the go anything they say. They don't trust that they actually got in validly, and you have a contracting economy. And we're we've relied upon distribution and wow. products that aren't going to work. So it's your yeah. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what's going to happen. That's not far fetched. When I was in New York, we would go do outreaches in like places like Red Hook, and the social services had totally broken down in these areas of New York. It was like Mother Teresa went to Red Hook and she said, This is the most oppressed place I've ever been. I've been in almost every city in the world. Right, she's been to Calcutta. Yes. <laughs> but you know, like you couldn't you could barely get an ambulance or police to go in there anymore. It was just a war zone. And that's a, that's you know, 15, 20 years ago in New York, in New York. So I imagine what's coming. Look at the migrants. The migrants are going to take money and resources from the state and your government's allowed them to do it. Yeah. That's the whole thing is they're just screwing their own people. Like yeah. that's the incredible thing. So people you're going to have a, this generation is weak and stupid. My generation. I mean, but you're going to have the next younger generation that's going to grow up like the little kid in Mad Max who like uh, throws the boomerang. Like that's yeah. really, they're going to be tough and hard, and they know people are lying. They're going to figure it out. They're starting to figure it out now. Yeah, they got just royally screwed by these evil people, like in the Biden administration. So, I'd expect a different social dynamic is one way to put it. Like I mean, I mean, Hitler and the Fourth Third Reich did not happen in some kind of vacuum. A lot of those people's family went through incredible hardship after World War One because of hyperinflation and almost the total breakdown of German society. And yep. it made people, uh, Hitler was their avatar, but they were angry, pissed off people. And so they grew up and heard from their parents, like, this is the way the world is. Mm. When you have this kind of social Darwinism that's, that goes through, our my generation, they're soft. But, uh, you know, you talk about the fourth turning or these different generations, the next generation is going to be a lot different. It's going to be a lot different. So be ready. If you have another 20, 30 years of life, be ready. Yeah, I think we could do, I think we could do uh, a lot in our own little worlds. Like, you can make a difference. It's, it's not hopeless. And we're called to be an agent of change. Like Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. Salt preserves. And we are called to be in this world and be you know, partakers, not uh, spectators. And everybody has their own journey. You've got to, you know, walk your own path. So it depends on who you are. Are you the husband or the wife? Are you young or are you old? Are you, do you have means or, or are you broke? 
uh, all of these factor in, and then the makeup. So you could take the Gandhi approach, or you can be more volatile, uh, you know, like you and I are content creators, right? And we're trying to make a difference. So, but it, it's almost like this gives life meaning. If you decide to rise up against evil, you get what I call glory. Glory is like when I see a post from a subscriber that says, John, if you didn't have these live streams, I don't know what I would be doing. Thank you. Your, your, your ministry is a lifeline to me. That's glory. You don't get that watching Netflix. You got to go out onto the battlefield and engage the enemy to get the glory. And that makes life worth living. Agreed. I think that's a good way to wrap this up. Is there anything yeah. you'd like to add? I mean, John, I mean, where can people find the conspiracy theorist? The book is on Amazon. It's available in paperback as well as uh, audio version. So you can just listen if you prefer. And you can get it at, on Amazon. It's called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. Or you can find it through my website, which is wakeuporelse.com. Just scroll down the homepage and you'll see it there. All right. So you've and, got the you and you have a YouTube channel as well with the same. Yes. Yes. Wake up or else. All one word. And we're we're a Christian. We're a uh, what are we? <laughs> we're a Christian tr community for the truthers. So we're Christian truthers because they're not the same. There's Christians and then there's, you know, who have a biblical worldview and then there's truthers, but they're not necessarily the same. So we put them together. And so we're kind of talking about what that's like walking that walk. Right. And then the best ways to best place to reach you if people have follow-up questions or want to oh, yeah. you on for a show, is your website, yeah. is that correct? Yep, and you get, my email is pleasewakeuporelse at gmail.com. Great, so I'll put all of those contacts in there. It's great to talk with you again, and thanks for reaching yeah. out. And again, the uh, author's name is John Kerwin. Last name spelled K-I-R-W-I-N in the book that he wrote just back in July 2023. Mm -hmm. Full title is The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide, a guidebook for persecuted truthers. Thanks so much for your time. Awesome, William. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, good to talk with you. Stay you there. too, buddy. All right. Stay there.